This past weekend, Coco Golf won the 2023 US Open for tennis, her first major championship win ever. And right after the match, she gets on her hands and knees and she starts praying. And she's thanking God for a particularly brutal loss that she had earlier in the year at the French Open. So how do we know that she was thanking God for this loss? Well, in her championship press conference, she was talking about this brutal loss of the French Open. So why was she thanking God for it? Why? Why was she thanking God for this brutal loss? Well, losses are a part of sports. They're a part of life. And I hate losing. A little bit about me. I hate losing. I hate losing more than I like winning. Losing makes my skin crawl. I'm really competitive, but I also just dislike losing. I've been able to, um, I've been able to, you know, curtail the passion or the emotion behind losing and winning. And I've been able to be like a normal person within the, the margins of how normal people should react to winning and losing. But at my core, I hate losing. I despise it. I remember when I was nine years old, Little League Championship, you know, spring day, 19, spring night. 1999, where the best team in the league, on Little League, Mr. D'Alessandro's team, were the Diamondbacks. And we lose the championship in a brutal, brutal fashion. We should have won. We were winning a couple errors here and there, and we lost. I was nine years old, and I was devastated. I was broken, crestfallen. I was so broken. I was literally nine years old, and that happened. That loss hurt me so much. I was so affected by losing this Little League championship that it created this uh, th- this like game in my life where I was like, man, if I could go back and change one thing in my life, I would change that moment that we could win. I was nine and I was already having this big, deep regret. And I had that as my number one moment to go back and change for like years. I was 13 years old being like, you know, a lot has happened the past few years, but man, that champ- losing that championship stung badly. And I, I, re- I remember to this day, I remember which side of the dugouts we were on. I remember my uniform. I, I hated losing so much and I was like devastated by that loss. So me and Coco Golf, we kinda we're on the same page. We get it. We both get losing. You know, US Open or you know losing the French Open and Little League in 1999. We're basically the same person. We're basically the same experience. So losing in the French Open, losing New Jersey Little League, it's like the same. One breath, one one thing. When you think French Open losses, think New Jersey Little League losses and think of think of me, my experience. It's basically the same exact thing, me and Coco Golf. Obviously, I'm kidding around a little bit about me and Coco Golf being, uh, you know, the same type of athlete, but I'm not kidding about how devastated I was in losing. And future losses I had in sports, devastated. Even getting bad grades, you know, getting a few bad grades, devastated. I don't like losing. I don't like losing at all. So what did Coco Golf teach me? about losing this past weekend. In the press conference that she had after winning the US Open, she talked about losing the French Open earlier this summer. And what she said was this, the French Open was a heartbreaking loss for me, but I realized God puts you through trials and tribulations, and this makes the moment more sweeter than I could have ever imagined. And you know, she summed it up really, really well. That, you know, in life, there's good times, there's bad times, there's hard times, but God is bringing us somewhere sweeter. God is bringing us somewhere better. Whether you're a professional athlete like Coco Goff or, you know, a regular guy like me, God has a plan for all of us 
and it's somewhere better than we could have ever imagined. Now, you know, we might want the things we want and we want it to be part of God's plan, but God's got this plan that is so great for our lives and he has it all mapped out. It's all ready to go. God has that for me. He has it for you. So right now, as you're listening to this, watching this, as I'm speaking right now, God has a perfect plan for each one of our lives filled with love, filled with success, filled with great things, filled with some hard times, filled with tribulations, filled with trials, but filled with something that is so much better than we could ever have imagined. So that brings up the question, do we trust that God is bringing us somewhere better? Do I trust that God is bringing me somewhere better than I am right now, somewhere better than the plan I have for my life because I know I have my plan. I try to align it to God's will. Okay, God, I want to do your will. I also have kind of my plan of things I want, the successes I want, the places I want to go, the places I want to travel, the money I want to make, the relationships I want to have. I kind of have that. I want God to bless it, but I'm, you know, I'm, I still can have my plan. I'm trying to give, you know, give over my plan to God. But what I've, you know, what I've realized recently and particularly, you know, I've grown a lot in this. I've grown a lot the past couple of years in trusting God in my life because I've had a lot more responsibilities in my life. The past few years, you know, wife, one kid, another kid on the way, job that needs, that I need to keep with health because I need health benefits for my family, um, you know. We're about to outgrow our apartment. We need a bigger place. Do we buy a house? Um, You know, need a second car. Need to have savings for that. Need to work hard. Need to try to get a raise. Need to get more money to get that second car. You know, being busy with life, with relationships, with commitments, with community, with the church, with work. Being busy. Busy is probably like the third most common word out of my mouth. Busy, busy, busy. How you doing? Busy. How's work? Busy. How's life? You know, it's busy. How is everything going? You know, it's a busy season in our lives. Yeah, just busy, busy, busy. And, you know, there's more things to come in life. There's more things to buy. There's more things to do. There's more things to, to get after. There's more places to go. There's more things to see. There's more, more, more. Have I achieved my dreams? Have I, you know, lived up to my potential? Am I going after the right things? Is this the right choice? Am I discerning this right relationship in my life? You know, uh, you know, you're trying to find the right school, find the right wife or husband, find the right church, find the right community, find these right things, discern it through God, discern it through friends, discern it through priests, discern it through a spiritual director, discern it through all of the people in your life that you have trying to live up to God's standard, trying to live up to a personal standard. Should I go after this thing? Should I do that? All of these things that I'm experiencing, all these things that I know you're experiencing, this kind of, uh, this life that we've created, which is this plan, trying to live out this plan and live it out for God. But do we trust that God has even a better plan? All these things I just mentioned, that God is taking me somewhere better. All those things that I need, we need a second car, we need a bigger place, we need you know more money to pay for more kids that are coming, we need great insurance, You know that's what I need. Those are things in my life that I need. Second car, running out of room in our apartment with kids coming, um, you know, deciding where we're going to plant the roots in our life, in our lives. These are things that are happening to me. Do I trust that God has a plan for my life? Do I trust and believe that God has a plan for my life that's actually better than my plan? And that's where, you know, I can get some hangups. Oh, whoa, 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 God. I think I might would like to give some input to this plan of yours. 
I, I, I have some pretty good things to say, God, about this plan that you have for my life. Because I don't see the destination, I don't know where I'm going, and I'm trying to trust in you, but I'm also trying to let you know that I have some things to add to this. I got some strengths I can bring to this plan, but God is really asking me to give everything to him. Give him my thoughts, my worries, my plans, my success, the things I want out of life. God's asking for all of that from me. He's asking all of it from you. He knows where we're trying to go, where we're trying to get to, the places we're trying to reach, the things we want to do, things we want to see, things we want to achieve. He knows our hearts. And he has an even better plan than all these things that we want. And, you know, God doesn't promise richer. God doesn't promise more exotic. God doesn't promise, you know, um, you know, more expensive or more, more luxurious. God doesn't promise, you know, uh, the, the, you know, life that's going to be the coolest. God promises better, better for me, better for you, a better, better, because we know the things, the comforts of life, the luxuries, those things are good and they're good. You know, they're good for us. They're goods in the world. But sometimes God has something even better than, you know, fleeting emotions or things, physical things. God has a better plan for us. Do we trust that God has a better plan for us? Do you trust that God has a better plan for you? And I know as a guy, it's really hard to walk around and say that we trust completely in God and his plan for our life. Because our society tells men, you need to be self-reliant. You need to be a producer. You need to be a closer. You need to be strong in your mind. You need to be strong with your body. And you need to provide for everyone in your life. You need to rely on your strength to get you where you need to be and get you places. And it needs to be all up to you. And God's response is, hey, don't rely on your own strength. Rely on my strength. Because Mine and your strength runs out, but God's never runs out. So he's telling us to rely on him. But that's hard. That's really, really hard to walk around and be like, yep, I'm totally uh, trusting in God's plan for my life. You tell it to people. Oh, yeah, I just, you know, I'm putting the work in. And I, you know, God gave me the shovel, but I'm, you know, I'm digging. But, uh, you know, God gave me the shovel. I'm just kind of trusting that God has a plan for my life. People be like, dude, you're crazy. You're lazy. You, you, you are just one of these radical Catholics who is just chalking everything up to divine intervention and chalking everything up to that God, you know, has, you know, is up there and he's just moving the chess pieces in your life. You know, don't you want to, don't you want to get places in life? But God's really asking for us to first and foremost, seek him and seek his kingdom and seek his heart and get to know him and trust that he's going to bring us places. And we're going to have to put in the work but that he's the one with the plan, not us, that he's driving our lives, not us. And that's so hard as a guy, particularly nowadays, particularly in America, we're just conditioned to be so self-reliant. We're conditioned to be so strong, to keep it all together, to not admit no weakness, no weakness, never weakness. And we can't admit that we're maybe relying on our strength coming from somewhere else, like God. People be like, oh, you're crazy, man. You got to, you know, that's, that's not the way. But the funny thing about life is that is the way, that we have to trust that God has a better plan. We have to trust by staying free from sin, staying close to him in prayer, getting to know this man, Jesus, praying to him, seeking his heart, reading the scriptures, you know, taking responsibility, putting others first, being selfless, living a life of virtue that leads to life of good habits, that leads to a life that is filled with goodness, virtue, good habits, and that will lead to, you know, good actions. This is how 
we, you know, rely on God. We do the work, but we're trusting that God has a plan for us. We're trusting that God is number one in our life. We put God number one and then he's going to drive us to where we need to go. And it's going to be better, better than anything we could have ever imagined, better than any plan that we have for our lives. It's going to be better. So where does Coco Golf winning the US Open come into this picture? Well, you know, what she taught me about losing was that even when we lose, God has a bigger plan for us, a better plan for us. And sometimes I want something so madly in the moment, but God's like, hey, you're going to take that loss. You're not going to get that thing. You're not going to get that promotion. You're not going to get that thing that you've been desiring and craving and wanting because I got something better for you. So when Coco Golf was the winner, she talked about, and, and she had this press conference, she talked about a loss that she had that helped prepare her to be a winner now. A loss in her previous career, a loss early in the year helped prepare her to be a winner right now. And she was thankful for that. So, you know, she teaches us about rising to the challenge, about thanking God and crediting God with hard times and to get helping her get through hard times. She lost the current quarterfinals of the French Open, but she never lost her way with God and God never lost his way with her. So that's what she taught me about losing. That's what she taught me about losing. God's always got a better plan for us. So, you know, when I think about, um, you know, life and life with Christ and, you know, the hard things, the busy times of life and, and how do we get through these times? I'm working on trusting that God has a better plan, better than me and better than the things that I want. And Coco Goff taught me that. So I got a great quote to kind of end this episode from Coco herself that I think sums up, um, you know, getting through hard times, getting through trials, trusting that God has something better. She says, we live, we learn, but most importantly, we keep trying. I thank God for strengthening me in my lowest points and my highest points of the season. The best is yet to come. One more time, one more time. We live, we learn, but most importantly, we keep trying. Thank you, God, for strengthening, my, strengthening me in my lowest points and my highest points of the season the best is yet to come. So there it is. That's what it's all about. When you know, you're listening to this, you're watching this, you probably got a hard thing that you're going through. You probably got something on your mind. You probably got something busy you're about to do. You got a test, you got a project, you got a hard relationship, you got a devastating relationship. You've just took a loss. Maybe you're an athlete and you just took a really hard loss or maybe you just got fired or maybe you just got broken up with. Or maybe there's something else in your heart that's just weighing on you. But the question that we all have to understand and answer is that, do we trust God? And do we trust that God has the best for us? And the answer, which Coco so brilliantly put, the best is yet to come. So I say that to you, the best is yet to come. You out there listening, watching, the best is yet to come. God has something for you. That's better than you could have ever imagined. The best is yet to come. All right, that's it for me, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Make sure you subscribe, share this video, share this podcast episode with someone you think would enjoy it. Talk to y'all soon. Peace. Bye.